The Influencer's Edge is brought to you by the Invisible Influence Series. If you're ready to massively increase your sales by leveraging the power of subconscious persuasion, then make sure you text the word COMPEL to 411-321. That's COMPEL to 411-321. And if you're outside of the United States, then use WhatsApp and text the word COMPEL to 1-909-741-1321. Make sure you put in your best email address because that's how we'll deliver the goodies. Welcome to the Influencer's Edge. This is the place where you come to get the latest breakthroughs, cutting-edge insights, tools, and techniques to leapfrog over the pack in sales, persuasion, and influence. Be sure you visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, tune in, and enjoy today's episode. All right, welcome to today's episode of The Influencer's Edge. My hair is looking wilder and wilder. It is my trademark. I get uh, our guest today is Joe Lublin. I pronounced that right. Joe, do you think I look like the guy from Back to the Future? I don't know. <laughs> and hopefully in the present. You're looking good. Uh, well, thank you, as are you. So Jill is a very, very interesting guest the title of today's show is How to Grow Your Business Using Gorilla Publicity. And this appeals to me very, very greatly. So before we dive into your very extensive biography, would you please help the audience understand what you mean by gorilla? Because I'm sure it's not this. So what do you mean by gorilla? That's very catchy and some people may not get what it means. So why is it important? Yes, thank you. So definitely not beat the chest gorilla. It's the gorilla. Um, it's spelled G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A. Because what we want you to have is like simple tactics and techniques to get your word out without spending a fortune. So we mean the other gorilla. And obviously, this is for people who don't have huge budgets, who don't have time to do a lot of branding. They need to get the message out with people who do have big budgets and have big businesses who they're in competition with. That's so exactly right. I really like this. And I want to know, before we get into your bio, we'll get into a little bit of your bio. So Jill Lublin is an international speaker on the topics of radical influence, publicity network, networking, kindness, and referrals. Okay, so let's pause right there. Not very many people associate a profitable business with being kind. They see it as the other way about being ruthless. So how did you begin your journey, your insight into kindness being a way to actually have a profitable business? What was your insight? Was it a sudden discovery or was it a growing over time realization? Well, first of all, I, I hope and, and have always intended to be kind in business no matter what, whether I wrote a book about it or not. But one day I was driving my uh, at that time, 80 year old friend uh, to lunch and helping her out. I've been, you know, the one that she's been counting on throughout her healing and um, shall we say aging journey. And, and she looked at me, she goes, you know, don't you think we should have a new language, the, the currency of kindness, because, oh. you know, that's what makes a difference. And I'm like, 
ding, ding, ding. I think that's my next book. And my publisher agreed. And it really came out of just being kind to my friend, you know, and doing the right thing, in my opinion. Uh, so that's really how it was born. And, and then I realized, oh, my gosh, kindness in business is so important. And, and I remember one day looking at my book thinking, well, how does kindness relate to publicity? And truth be told, and I actually verified it in the book, kind companies get more publicity period, end of story. They're also happier. They have happier clients and happier cultures. It just all adds up to a more profitable company at many levels in all different ways. What That's how say, they relate. What would you say to the pushback? Because many of our listeners are entrepreneurs and people who are uh, entrepreneurs, people own their own businesses. Isn't it true? Uh, I'm going to push back a little bit or put this tidbit out on the table for you that being a contrarian, that being controversial can really be a way of garnering attention and building a brand that's counter, that's counter conventional wisdom, that's controversial. I built my first career on it. What would you say to people who push back and say, hang on a minute, there are many people who build a career, not big corporate structures, because we're not talking about that, but it's not our audience. People can build a career by calling out the mistakes in their market by being controversial. So I, I, first of all, I'm absolutely on board with be controversial and be sometimes I agree, absolutely contrarian. I don't think most people could argue with kindness. I'm just saying, I haven't seen most people argue with kindness, but interestingly enough, how I got in a lot of media, and I mean Fox News and seven times on Fox in the first week, wow. was, you know what I did? I put out a contrarian message. I said, we have the divided states of America. And that, yes, it's contrarian. Yes, it's like, okay, you know, let's talk about this. And that's actually what got the interest, not the book. And this is always my message to entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs. You got to find some way to get in that's unique, unusual, something different. And contrary, yes, does work. That doesn't mean you're not kind. Many kind of people can be contrarian. I agree with you. I'm just putting it out there as, uh, as a way of, Sort of pushing back and seeing that, seeing that, how you respond. And also, I'm sure it's a question on a lot of people's mind. I love that title, by the way, The Currency of Kindness. That would make a, a great book title. I don't know if that's in your messaging all the time, but it's beautiful and brilliant. It's, it's genius. So Thank you. I love it, too. But the publisher decided The Profit of Kindness was a better title. Go figure. I don't know. but I <laughs> Don't argue with your publisher. They're putting up the... So let me continue with your, your biography. As I told you in the green, green room chat, I do like to dive in where I see there's some very interesting unique stuff. She's the author of four best-selling books. Four? Four. Wow. Most people would be happy to get one. There they are. Um, let's see. Get Noticed, Get Referrals, McGraw-Hill, co-author of Guerrilla Publicity and Networking Magic. Her latest book, Profit of Kindness went number one in four categories. She's a master strategist on how to position your business for more profitability and more visibility in the marketplace. She's a CEO of a strategic consulting firm and has over 25 years experience working with over 100,000 people nationally and uh, internationally with media. You have a publicity crash course. Tell us a little bit more about that. I love that. What is a, your publicity crash course all about? 
Yeah, it's an opportunity to really, you know, roll up our sleeves. I don't have long sleeves today, but to roll up our sleeves and actually get your publicity done. So people in a virtual day, it's all virtual, it's live, it's interactive with me, uh, actually get your publicity done. Like what a concept, right? So we do three documents uh, right there in the course, and then you get four templates all related to those documents that you can use for any project you're launching. So it's a, it's a great course for an entrepreneur and really about get it done and make it happen. Okay. You've spoken on many stages, including Tony Robbins. Did you meet the huge giant dude? Not only did I meet him, I got a hug from him and I went, oh my God, I think I've disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> but I particularly also love shaking his hand because you can't find your hand in his hand. He's huge. He is huge. Yeah, I've, I've heard he's a powerful human being. It's exactly who he is on stage as he is off stage and off stage. All right. So tell us, you have a 25 plus year veteran. You're a 25 year veteran of PR. What is public relations? Well, public relations happens from the minute you walk out your door. I have a very broad definition of publicity because what that looks like is the opportunity to put your name out there, create a message that matters, get your star going, see the star? Elevate, oh, I love that. <laughs> elevate your star so that other people can be, um, frankly, doing business with you. It gets you prospects and clients. It uh, creates third-party endorsement and trust and builds your credibility and visibility. It's a very multi-use uh, a kind of strategy. But what I really love is it multiplies you, you know, instead of one to one, it's like one to many. And that's really powerful. Fantastico. Um, so you feel strongly about the message. Can you unpack that? What is it when you say the message? I love the message because, you know, Paul, if I had to stand on any soapbox, it would be that every entrepreneur has to have a message like it's not just I do this like let's say you're a chiropractor right it's not just oh I'm a chiropractor like what's the problem and the problem is sitting on zoom all day on our butts the problem is bad posture and you know stress in the body so I think really what we've got to talk about is particularly around publicity messages is what's the problem that affects well, the people who are reading the magazines, newspapers, right? Watching the TV or listening to radio or reading blogs or podcasts, listening. It's all about what's the problem. That's what people care about. I once heard someone say, a marketing guru of mine, that it's not the person who has the best solution, but the person who's perceived as having the most accurate diagnosis that's going to get the most attention. Mm, that's publicity, isn't it? Yeah. That's publicity. How would you help? How do you help people stand out from other people in their category? How do you people? How do you help people? I understand the mechanisms of publicity and how you help people get uh, on various different mediums. I got that, but how would you help someone find out what the unique perspective or their unique insight is? For an example, there are many people who teach communication, who teach influence who teach persuasion and sales, how would you help them find that unique angle that makes uh, a producer, because I, I've dealt with producers a long time, they don't have time to delve into, particularly TV, 
they don't have time to delve into figuring out your message. You've got to get their attention in 30 to 60 seconds. I want to know, first and foremost, how did you learn that art form? Because that's not an easy art form to get attention in 30 to 60 seconds. So they want to read deeper into your pitch. It's almost like writing a headline for a piece of copy. How did you learn that? Well, funny you should say that because I tend to think and speak in headlines, and that's something I encourage everyone to do. I have a bit of a, an edge in the sense that I just have one of those minds that can translate messages quickly. Like I'm looking for a few things. One is what's unique about you, right? What's what and use, I like to call it use everything you've got. So, for instance, I had a, a communication coach, a woman who we did a great story about how to communicate effectively in business. And then when Black Lives Matter burst on the scene, she's a black woman. I said to her, forget everything we're doing. You're going to go out as a strong black woman and how to communicate powerfully in today's times. That's the story that got her very quick response. Sometimes you're responding to something that's happening in the media right now, right now. Right. And that's the key. Sometimes uh, for me, I'm listening to what's the story inside the story. Help, uh, us help us understand that because I know as a online marketer, among other things, that coming up with a good story that people can identify with that really captures is extraordinarily important. It gets much better results. Tell me about the story inside of the story because that's a fascinating thing. I've never heard that mean before, that idea before. Well, uh, let me demonstrate it with Ryan, who came to me going, I want to build my online. Uh, he's, a, he's an instructional designer, and he had just gotten fired from his job. He had a pregnant wife, third child on the way. He just bought a big house in Northern California. That means expensive mortgage, right? Now, so here's a guy with no job, two kids with one on the way, and a big mortgage payment. I'm like, Ryan, what'd you do? He said, well... I started my own company and I had eight people doing virtual, uh, you know, interactive design. I'm like, that's interesting. So I made him into a, I called him a virtual office warrior. The acronym is VOW. And Ryan took a VOW never oh. to work in an office again. Well, Paul, let me tell you, that story got him front page of the San Francisco Business oh. Journal, like powerful. Wow. That story got him into Entrepreneur Magazine. Imagine that, right? That story got him into, uh, oh, it was Mac Home Journal. And he was so funny. He goes, Jill, I don't even have a Mac. Who cares? <laughs> He's got a good story for Mac Home Journal. And this went on for like nine months, by the way. I mean, really like story after story, because we pushed the right button. We found the heart of the matter. But the heart of the matter was nothing, if you think about it actually what he actually does. It was the story in the story. It was what would appeal to listeners and readers. It would be what was more interesting. And I, I think people really got to hear this is it's not always what you think it is. It's how are you going to get in the media that, well, makes a difference. And truth be told, once you get in the door, front door, side door, <laughs> underneath the door, you're in the media and you can control the message. And I do want to say that, that you, meaning you listening, watching, need to control your message. So whatever way you get in, it's beautiful. And then you, you know, you, it's called bridging. 
from one topic to the next. And at least you're in, you know? You unpack that. I want to circle back and then I want to unpack what you mean by bridging. I want to acknowledge you again for a piece of genius that you have, a piece uh, of brilliance. This ability to think in headlines and to fish out what someone's story is. What is your process for fishing out what someone's story is? And also, I want to think talk about hiring you. And I'm not joking. So in our in our uh, we'll have a green room chat after. I want to set up a console with you because I think you're brilliant. I know a guerrilla marketer it takes one that no one and you are one lady you definitely are one <laughs> yes i am many years of experience as a guerrilla marketer it's Me true too. sometimes when you're you get myopic when you're looking at your own business and of course of what course you're doing, what you're doing is brilliant i never say to someone i want you to be uh, i want to be a client so you push some buttons here uh, i shouldn't point but i'm shaking my finger in a good way okay Let's well thank you i'd be honored how did you develop the ability to fish out someone's story? What is your process for fish? You know, so I'm not going through your, your interview questions. I'm going through what interests me. What was your process? What, uh, how did you develop the skill, number one, of fishing out someone's story within their story? Well, how did I, you develop it? Yeah, I think part of it is... Um, I have a highly intuitive nature, honestly. I'm So I'm listening for things that maybe they aren't saying, kind of like what you do in your interviews. I notice you're doing similar. Um, so I'm listening for what's not being said sometimes. And then uh, if somebody, people will drop gold out of their mouths. They're not even hearing themselves half the time. I'm listening for that gold. Like, oh, and, and I'll hear that nugget, that little, um, what I call, you know, sexy part of the story. And I'll go, tell me more about that. And I'll pull it out. You know, I probably should have been a journalist because I am listening for those places and pieces that have wider interests, sometimes narrow interests, depending on the client, what they want to reach and who they want to reach. Listen, I had a neuroscience nurse. She raised money in Uganda, took 5,000 people and helped them on a medical mission. But guess what? She'd be on air. You know what she forgot? To tell people she was a nurse. It's amazing sometimes we're in our own way. And I, I think this is the great thing about having mentors and coaches is they pull out of you those things that are your myopic, right? That you can't even see. And, and so I'm listening, I'm listening for that. I might be asking specific questions. I'll hear something. And, and also because I've been in PR, um, I know what the media picks up on. Um, I tend to know what they're most interested in. It often isn't the same story that the person came to me with. Listen, selling a book is not the ideal next thing. But when we got the divided states of America, then Fox News was interested. And by the way, in seven different markets, right? And we got to talk about kindness on Fox. I loved it. Um, the point is that uh, there's so much interest and it, you got you to gotta spark that piece. It does take, I mean, you know, this is why I've been, this is why I, I'm sought after, I hope, in the sense that yeah. I have this ability to find messages. I don't even know where it comes from, except I, that I listen carefully and I'm, I'm like taking a microscope out on certain things. Speaking to you as someone who's done a lot of healing and also does a lot of healing work with people, my insight into you is you're an empath. I don't know whether you share that or not. You're no. an empath who also knows how to grab people's attention in a way 
where once they hear your, what's the word, meme, once they hear your little bit of catchy wording, they can't get it out of their head. And they can easily say to their executive producer, bam, and the executive producer who's distracted and has no time for subtly, my marketing guru, my copywriting guru said, no one has time to figure out your pathetic subtly. <laughs> and you get past all of that in a brilliant and very kind way without having to be uh, having a rough edge. And here's another advantage I think you provide your clients. If I can, even though I haven't worked with you, I'm not getting any money. There's, no, there's nothing like that. When you do come in with a rough edge, it tends to provoke the producer's need to make you look bad, make you look like you're dangerous. And that's why they're featuring you. So it's also a way to guarantee that it's not an attack story, that you're getting a, a fair shake and a fair hearing. It's, it's very, very brilliant. You mentioned a technical term, a technical term for you. You talked about bridging. Maybe what do you mean by bridging? So bridging means somebody asks you something and it's like, I like to say that's nice, but I don't actually say that. I say, thank you, Paul, for asking, you know, what I want to share about fill in the blank. I mean, this, let me, I'll just give you an example. I was on an ABC radio interview and the um, call dropped. I don't even know. It doesn't matter why. And we got back on air and uh, I could hear the producer kind of scrambling and and the interviewer said, hey, Jill, you know, I guess you took a little mini vacation. How was it? Now, Paul, I could have gone down that roadway or I could redirect it. It's, think about it as redirecting. You know, thanks for asking me. What, I, what we were sharing about regarding publicity is, and I went right back to point. So part of it is sometimes ignoring the question and putting out the message that you want. Who does this really, really well? Politicians. I was just about to say pivot you're you're uh, you a master of the pivot <laughs> you have you have to be do you teach your clients how to pivot if they need to pivot during an interview absolutely absolutely it's about getting them on the interview do you also help them shape their responses during an interview uh you know here's media are funny some absolutely want all your questions and some absolutely don't want your questions so i like to have you know maybe five questions for my clients. And yes, we can formulate them. And then I want mostly the, the main answer, which is what's the problem out there? What, are, what would you tell people as some solutions? And then frankly, be ready with what's the story? I mean, listen, I got called, what is it? Uh, it was a TV station in Dallas. And it was when the major owner of a major uh, advertising agency got fired because he made a racist comment. Stupid, you know, it was bad form and they had major clients like Coca-Cola and Home Depot and Diet Dr. Pepper and all kinds of big, big Motel 6, big, big clients. Well, guess what? He, he got fired from every one of them. And, um, and I remember this, this Dallas news producer said, Jill, can you go on air at four o'clock? We need you to talk about this and give your opinion as a publicity person, right? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I mean, in my brain, I hadn't even read the story. I was teaching my virtual publicity class that day. I had not read the story, okay? And I get this text and what I say, 
yes, you always say yes. Listen up, my friends. You always say yes to any request and then you take it the way you want. And by the way, I did a quick Google search. I formed an opinion. I made it sound well smart and literally four minutes because that's about what an average TV, radio, you know, they're quick. They're four to, four to eight minutes. Can I just tell most of you, all of you can sound smart for 48 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just put together a few main points. You will sound smart and then you roll with the rest. It's all good. Most importantly, you have to say yes. This is very interesting. It jibes with, uh, I, I don't know if you're a Howard Stern fan. I'm a big Howard Stern fan. It, it doesn't, he's brilliant. He interviews lots of comics and time and again, the comics have said, I'm a comic. I'll take any job. In the beginning, I took any job. Birthday parties, it doesn't matter. If they offer you something, you go work. That's what you do. You, you work. And I, I, I love what you're saying here. Let me ask you this. If a person is in a situation where they are just bombing in the interview and they're really folding up, no, Let's back up. A lot of people have a limiting belief that says they're not good on camera. They just are afraid to be on camera. They don't look good on camera. I know you as a teacher, as, as I do, have to deal with people's limiting beliefs. You have to be something of an amateur psychologist. So when you're working with people and their belief is I can't speak to the public, I'm not good on camera, these are, are these common? Uh, and how do you help people get past that? Yeah, I had an incredible, uh, incredibly successful real estate professional. And she was like, oh, I won't go on camera. And she was scared. I swear to she'd be in my class and she'd never be on camera. I'm like, you've got to get on camera. Number one, you look beautiful. And and so I don't know what was in her sphere, but a couple times um, there's a few things. One is I have experts who are good in certain ways who can coax people out. And in her case, she actually needed like a whole next level of that. I will address uh, certain limiting beliefs around some of the things people feel. And here's the real thing. I find this has been my experience. When you are clear about your message, and I'm really big, like everything I do with people begins with message, because I have seen when you're clear about your message, your confidence will be so accelerated that I don't think it's going to be an issue anymore. And, you know, there's things to do to get start getting comfortable on camera. And I, I, I mean, I have an image person I work with. I have a camera person I work with. I People I bring in as experts in different arenas because, frankly, yes, there are... Um, those places where some people feel more confident than others, I tend to know what they are. Being on camera is one of them. And part of it, listen, I don't, another woman, she, she helps speakers. She's out there all the time at events. But camera, being on camera was scary to her. And one of the things I said to her is start with two minutes. Just two minutes. Talk about something you love. You know, talk about that. And let your face light up and by golly now she loves to be on camera she you know it's a little bit of practice I like to tell people even get in front of a mirror and just look at yourself and smile and lean in a little bit and start talking about something you love that's a great place to start and it keeps things a little simpler I love that you say you bring in other experts which says to me that you're not a teacher with ego that you're 
driven, you're service-minded and impact-driven, that you really want people to get the results, so much so that you'll hand over the spotlight, the stage for other for experts to come in and assist your clients. I think that speaks wonderfully for you that you're a genuine teacher, that you don't have an ego about needing to be the, the center of attention. Unlike some people, <laughs> you've gotten past that. So good for you. We are uh, approaching the end of the interview. It's been absolutely fantastic. I know there's gotta be some way for people to reach out to you. I want to get to you first, so we're going to make sure this one gets released in the next set, not the current set, because I want to talk to you about being a client. If people want to get in touch with you and learn more about your services or what you offer, how do they do that? We will put the link in the show notes as well. Oh, thank you. Well, one of the things I've done is created a free gift because I want you to have as much information as possible about publicity. So it's publicitycrashcourse.com slash free gift and super great news. It's a one, two gift, meaning I gave you something extra, which you're going to want to do, which is it's a publicity masterclass. It's live. It's interactive with me. You get to ask questions. I'm going to deliver you some more great content. And so check that out. Um, publicitycrashcourse.com slash free gift and come on to the class live and check out the action guide. I'm going to take the course. You guys may see me on it. Jill Lublin, thank you so much. You've been a fabulous guest. Hang on because we're going to talk in the green room. Okay. Thank you for thank having you so me. Much. All right. The Influencer's Edge is brought to you by the Invisible Influence Series. If you're ready to massively increase your sales by leveraging the power of subconscious persuasion, then make sure you text the word COMPEL to 411-321. That's COMPEL to 411-321. And if you're outside of the United States, then use WhatsApp and text the word COMPEL to 1-909. 741-1321. Make sure you put in your best email address because that's how we'll deliver the goodies. Thank you for tuning in to the Influencer's Edge, where you get the latest breakthroughs, cutting-edge insights, tools, and techniques so you can leapfrog over the pack at sales, influence, and persuasion. Remember to visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com to enjoy even more great episodes like this one. We look forward to seeing you again on The Influencers Edge Show.